0: Hey, Sam, about, hey. Sam's a new techie guy got to turn my mic up a little bit I'm a to the 4 Outdoorsman It is Sunday night Thanks everybody for joining us on the 4 Outdoorsman Go listen to us on mybobcountry.com Anytime you want And tonight at 6 o'clock get a hell of a guest we got a young kid named Oliver Dickerman right? Is that your last name? Yep And uh, Nikki, my uh, my buddy Mark's son Nick is with him Nick, say hi Hi. There you go. Yeah, you're not the guest. It's the last thing you're saying all night. So two men here. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, Sam all the owner of Capra's Outdoors. Woo,
1: how's your first
2: week of Capra's ownership going? It's like uh, I'm very thirsty and the only thing I can get a sip from is a fire hose. <laughs> it's good, man. It's a uh, lot to take in. I'm very thankful that Dean's uh, sticking around as a consultant because he's helping me quite a bit, but it's good. I'm really, really excited and a lot of fun stuff I'm gonna do, and but it's good. I'm excited. How's the yeah. traffic
0: been? Now, campers outdoor. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was go ahead. gonna say, how's
3: the hunt for the archery tech? Because yeah. uh, I'm willing to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I need a full
2: time archery tech slash manager. Um, if you know someone or are that person, hit us up on the Four Outdoorsmen Facebook page.
0: Good for you, man. Good. For but yeah,
2: you. no, it's good. Uh, the traffic has been great. Um, I was really worried about yesterday getting in. You know, at the Seventy-eight sunny, you know, people were fishing, but man, it was busy. Um, yeah, it was. I was very, very pleased for the first week. It's a big deal. It is. It's a, uh, it's different type of stress, but it's a good stress. It's a fun stress.
0: Are you uh, willing to make some changes now, Dean Capra is the gentleman who sold it to, to you, and of yep. course, y'all you're, you're, you're all together here fighting this thing, and he's going to help you along the way. But um, are you are you uncomfortable making some decisions and changes? With him right there, because you're not you're not getting his approval by any means.
2: No, um, I'll I'll be I'm I'm very uh, soft when I'm making these decisions, and I I include him. But he he, and he's told me, you know, this is this is your baby. You know, you're the new owner. I'm just I'm just the lowly part time consultant. Um, But I joke around with him when he's leaving. I'm like, make sure you punch out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, don't fly to Costa Rica tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, he he knows. He knows the, the reason I bought it is the organic business is there, but I have to take it to another level. You know, I have a, a hefty payment where he didn't, so he knows I can't just sit and cruise. I got to go to that fifth gear. And um, But, no, he, he's been very good about it. But there there's stuff that I'm very easing my way into it, you know. and um, But, yeah, it's going to be good. So, since,
0: uh, since you and Kira are going to, to uh, Dominican Republic next month for a week, did you already tell ask him if he would cover for you for the entire week? We're not going there. Oh, you aren't, you? No. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that? <laughs> Never, mind. Never, mind. What? Never mind. Never mind. What? Hey, Marky, who's your guest <laughs> over there, buddy? Who's your guest?
1: <clears throat> well, I have Oliver Dickerman with me, and we had an insane weekend of first-time experiences, so I thought I would bring him into the show to go over what happened. Um, we got a call from his dad, Jim, saying, would you like to go up to the cabin this weekend? We think we're going to do a little hunting. And I'm still not used to the the youth hunt is available for kids, yeah, ten and up. Hunt with with uh, you need a license, and you need to be with an adult, obviously, to help you along the way. So he invited us to come along, and and we so we did. There's so much to do up there. It's in the Leech Lake area, and um, so basically, Oliver gets to shoot a deer for the first time with help from her friend. So we're going to kind of go through the story, and he's going to tell us about what happened. We were both very surprised and shocked. You think of it as kind of like a practice exercise, and uh, but no, it Oliver's the real deal. So we went up. Uh, Oliver, why don't you tell us, what did we do that first night that we got up to your cabin?
4: Uh, we went to this range where we shot the crossbow, the twenty two and the ar fifteen.
1: Yep, so we, we sighted in the guns. We weren't quite sure what he'd be most comfortable with.
0: I'm not sure if the AR-15 is it, but... Uh,
1: uh, that's what he ended up going with. You've got to
0: be kidding me. Yeah,
1: he was he was a great shot with it. Uh, it, it was an AR. Well, can't um, you knock
0: down a whole forest with that that machine well, gun?
1: Well, if you know, the two two three is actually a smaller bullet than most deer rifles, oh. but it was more comfortable for him to shoot, and he was dead-on accurate, so that was the winner. So what did we do after that? We decided to set up a, a blind... What? Take us through the process, Oliver. Why did we sed, decide to set up where we did?
4: Um, because there was a trail coming. There was a trail that was going vertical, mm-hmm. and there was a spot right on the side of it. And if it and if a deer came from the woods, we could see it. And if it came from the right side of the trail, you could easily see it. And that's where the deer actually came from.
1: Nice. So we picked out uh, a spot, Jim Jim picked out a spot, got up early in the morning, you know, we had to put the kids through the routine of getting up early, they were excited to go, yeah. so Nick is not 10 yet, so he couldn't deer hunt, So, but we wanted to be along for the ride, so Heck yeah. we decided to come out with them, wait a while, and then we we're going to go uh, squirrel hunting, because uh, Nick's never shot a squirrel and have a small game license, so there's all this great public land around, it. Yeah. this is all in public land, so... Um, we, we let them go, We, we they're walking into <clears throat> their stand, we waited a while, and then Nick and I were going to head off to another area to squirrel hunt, and then Nick, this is your turn. Why don't you tell them what happened?
5: So we were just, we waited for a long time till we kind of knew they were at the stand. Then we started to walk to this other spot to squirrel hunt, and like we just started walking like we were we barely got anywhere and we heard this gunshot and it it was loud and we knew that it had to be Oliver because it was so close. And then my dad right here got a text message message from Jim saying, "Come over." <laughs> so we he- headed back and then we started looking.
1: All right, so. We hear a gunshot. Oliver, why don't you go through the morning and the big moment. What happened?
4: So we got to the blind. We got all set up. And then we were just sitting down and relaxing. And then my dad says, Oliver, look. And then there's a deer right there. So I get the gun. And then I go over to the side and... There's a there's a pocket where you can stick the muzzle out. So I'm getting aimed on it, and then it starts to move. And there's a bunch of woods right It's That's
0: now. not fair. The deer moved? That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: it moves, and then it stands still again, and it has a perfect angle. So I take my time, I line it up, and then I shoot, and I see it run off. That's the next thing I saw. And then we waited like five minutes to get out of the blind. And then we waited till um, Mark and Nick got, got there to start looking for the blood trail.
1: So dad notes here, you know, I, saw, I see Jim looking around where he shot. And um, so we started to look and we didn't see any blood at all. Like there was no blood. Oliver, why was it tough to see anything at all?
4: Because there was a bunch of leaves with red, oh, yeah. with spotted red dots. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And you, you thought there was blood, but it wasn't. It was just part of the leaf. Yeah.
1: So as a dad thinking, uh-oh, you don't see any blood at all. Um, you know, y- young hunter, I know he can shoot well. He said he made a good shot. And uh, his dad, Jim, said, yeah, if, if he made a good shot, he made a good shot. He wouldn't say otherwise. So we started walking, walking, walking. Didn't see any blood. We kind of headed the direction that we knew it ran anyway. And I, I stopped. What did I tell you right, right after that?
4: Um. There, there might not even be a bloodshed. We might just see it laying, laying dead right there in front of us.
1: So I said that, and then I walked 10 more feet, and I was startled. It was laying right there on the ground, probably, I don't know, 60 yards away from when we shot it. Um, Oliver made a fantastic shot right through the lungs. Just a dead. There was no blood until where the animal was laying. How far was the shot?
4: Uh, Like 20 yards. Oh,
0: heck, you could have tackled it, man. Had a boy. <laughs> good for you. No, That's he, exciting. He, he, That's exciting. What uh, What was your feeling
1: when you first came up on the deer? Uh, what was going through your mind?
4: I was excited and happy.
1: Yeah, so were we. We were surprised, excited, happy. All, all the feelings like I felt like uh, you know a dad being there witnessing that to to have Nick and, and myself there to witness yeah, yeah. him walk up to it was such a great great video I have the video of him coming up on it remember when you shot that giant buck and you took a video of you coming I I decided to get one like that of Oliver coming up to uh, to the buck but so what did you end up getting what was it
4: um a 3 point buck
1: what a boy yeah it was a you know it was it was probably a 2 year old buck it was beautiful deer big and uh, we went through the whole process. We gutted it, made the boys. Uh, Jim did a great job of making the boys uh, witness all that. Can't just get the glory, right? And you held up the heart. What was the grossest thing about processing a deer? You think?
4: Um, probably seeing all the organs come out of the body. <laughs> yeah,
1: that smell always gets me. I don't like that smell.
0: Hey, if anyway. you do uh, now you you had an AR fifteen. People just talk about blinds. Was this one of these things where you're watching TV and having cocoa and all that, or was it a ground blind? Describe the kind of blind you were in.
4: It was a ground. It was a pop-up ground blind. Good. And there is these parts where you could like on the sides where you could zip up.
0: Right. And oh, he's fine. He's fine.
4: And the front, and the front had like two cracks. And if it was on my side where I was sitting, I would. There was this hole where I could point the gun out. And then on my dad's side, there was another thing, which the deer was on, Mm -hmm. and that's the side that I shot it on.
0: Did you, uh, no, was there a shell in the chamber the entire time you were in the blind, or did you put a shell in the chamber? Because when I, first time I went deer hunting, I was 13 years old. There's a whole lot of different things back then, but I could not put a shell in the chamber. My dad, when we were walking to the deer stand and all that, there were no shells in the chamber for Superstrew here, and when I sat down was the only time my dad would put a shell in the chamber. Was there a shell in the chamber for you when you got into the deer stand? Yes. Okay. Were were you comfortable with the safety being off and all of that? Yes. You knew exactly where it was and all of that. Okay. All right. So with instruction with your dad, you weren't concerned. Were you? Were you shaking at all? Were you, you know, did you get? They call it buck fever. A little, either before or after you fired the shot, were you shaking a little bit?
4: A tiny bit
0: tiny bit huh you know one of the things you're gonna this is a great great story and congratulations on your success because for a 10 year old kid mark is 40 years old and he hasn't had a deer in 20 years you know (laughs) you know so this is a cool deal but you it it, you you should feel sorry for yourself for missing 20 degree below zero sitting out there feet are freezing your hands are colder than heck nothing's coming by you got to go through all that stuff man now you're spoiled you are so (laughs) spoiled Good for you. So could you <laughs> did you have to drag the deer out or were you able to get there with four wheelers or something?
4: Uh it was uh we were able to get there with a four wheeler.
0: Man, that's that's not go I ahead, know. that's not hunting. Go ahead, man. Did yeah. you have to field dress it? It's
1: okay, you can be honest. I didn't when I
0: That means did you got the deer out? <laughs> did you got the deer? No. <laughs> but you held the heart.
4: Yes. And I, I did you take a bite p- of it? No. <laughs>
0: Good for you. What was the most exciting? experience about the whole thing was it just being there was it the anticipation of the deer hunting was it the shot itself was it seeing the deer what was the most exciting part of the entire day
4: seeing the deer
0: okay you know and again you were in the blind for maybe 5 minutes right 10 minutes at the most when you when you saw this deer Probably. that is that is so <laughs> rare Thanks to your dad, who knows those woods pretty well, correct?
1: Yeah, Jim. Jim uh, He's has had a cabin there for a long time, yeah. so he has hunted that area. Is that you? You hunted there, didn't you? A couple? No, nope, I've never been to this cabin before. Okay. So, um, it's public land. It was just a wonderful, wonderful place to learn, and um, you know, so many people put so much effort into cultivating the the perfect land, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of, you know, it will be when I have land is is. Uh, Making the land just right, but it's right. also cool to walk into pri- uh, public land that you're not that familiar with, pick a spot, and have success. We're talking
0: with Oliver Dickerman, and he's a friend of uh, Mark's son Nick over here at, at about his first deer. You talk about the deer blind. When was the deer blind put up? Was it that morning, the night before, a couple of nights before, or had it been there for a while?
4: Um, we got back from the from when we were shooting, and Nick asked. Should we put up the blind at night, and we and then we we said yes, so so we don't have to do it in the morning. We can just get set up right away. Yeah, and it, and it so, gives
0: it gives deer the opportunity to feel comfortable with their surroundings. You know, it's like anything else. If you woke up in the morning and you saw. Mr. lukey standing in your in your bedroom. I think he'd freak out, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but if he was there for a few days, <laughs> another cool thing is um,
1: when we were setting up the blind, we spooked some deer. Like Did we you? heard them running off. Yeah. So that's good and bad. It's good that yeah. you know there's deer in the area, but it's bad that I hope we didn't scare them
0: out for good. Or you whatever. won't. No, yeah. you won't. You won't. So, Mark, are you going to be hunting on the same blind or the same area come opening day? Are you going to hunt with Mark? I mean, with uh, Sam here. What's uh, your plan? I
1: probably won't. Um, I think this is that's kind of a special place for a youth hunt. We'll probably go up there early for youth hunt if I'm lucky enough to get the invite back. Um, but then uh, stick close to home for the actual yeah. hunt.
0: So, Nikki boy, are you over there, pal? Get by the mic. Now, you were part of this whole experience. What a cool deal for you as well. Are you excited about the opportunity to hunt? I mean, to get out there yourself and actually do that?
5: Yeah, I loved it so much. It was so fun.
0: Did you, guys, did you guys get a chance to to uh, shoot any squirrels?
5: Yeah, I shot my first squirrel that, later that day.
0: Good for you. That's harder to hit than a deer's, so you're a better shot than Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, good for you. Obviously, it was in a tree someplace, right? Yeah. How many shots did you fire before you got your first squirrel? Two. That's not bad, pal. I'll tell you what. Did you did you clean the squirrel the squirrel up, Mark? I
1: did, and I'll tell you, I missed two of them before I let Nick shoot one. But uh, they're hard, man. You aren't kidding. They're hard. <laughs> I remember one time uh, Sam was n- nice enough to let me squirrel hunt with Nick last year, and I missed like five squirrels. I was so frustrated. Yeah. I realized the back sight on my gun was folded down, so I was probably shooting a <laughs> foot over <laughs> their back <Yeah>, So. That's- <laughs> So, yeah, I'm an idiot. Anyway. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, great story, Oliver. Good job. Thank you so much for inviting us. I'm so happy that I could be part of it. And thank you, Jim, for the invite. He was so generous. By the way, we went and caught a pile of giant crappies after that, too. It was like the ultimate man weekend. We tried uh, some muskies unsuccessfully, but uh, we did find some crappies, and it was a great weekend.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of crappies, that's a good uh, segue here because let's see who's next. Yeah, it's going to be Adam Griffith. Is going to be next on the on the Four Outdoors. We're ready, ready? Anytime you are there, Brandon. We, we got a
1: couple minutes. Uh, well, actually, uh, we'll be right back with the Four Outdoorsmen. <laughs> Quick shout out here: Will Goble said just came home from an awesome trip to North Dakota. Lots of ducks and pheasants. Even got a handful of sandhill cranes. If you want to be on later in the show, comment on the Four Outdoorsmen Facebook post. Cool.
0: Sorry about that. No problem. Be right back with Adam Griffith.
6: part of Bob outdoors no problem just click on the weekend tab at mybobcountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime
7: Clam outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter from portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by clam outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days along with a wide array of accessories Clam Pro tackle frost ice line, rods, reels and combos and so much more whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, clam has what you need for ice fishing, check out the full line of ice fishing gear at clamoutdoors.com
1: Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz Covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with a simple solution. Go to KatzCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. This is Mark Lukey here for Everest Men's Health. You know, it's been six weeks. I went in for a body composition evaluation last week. And lucky for me, my body mass index is way better. I've gained four pounds of muscle and I feel better than I've felt in a long time. I'll tell you guys, go to Everest Men's Health, get a $50 test for body composition and testosterone. See if everything's right for you. And if it's not, they have a great plan that'll work and get you feeling better. EverestMensHealth.com.
0: You know, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a big winter fan. So if I can't beat him, i got to join them. And I do that exactly by ice fishing as often as I can when I get near Ely. And who do I turn to? Ely, Minnesota's Arrowhead Outdoors, the largest and only bait tackle store that is open all year round in Ely. And I'll tell you what, great service starts with commitment, and commitment starts with passion. And Chris and Steve, yeah, they've got all of that. Why was Arrowhead Outdoors board the best fishing outfitter in Minnesota? There's only one way to find out. Arrowhead Outdoors, ElyMN.com. Check them out. Hear ye, hear ye, the Second Amendment lives. Crocodile Productions' Gun and Knife Show is back.
3: This Saturday and Sunday at the Bloomington Armory. New guns, old guns, accessories, antiques,
0: and more. Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 9 to 3. Only 7 bucks per day. Kids under 12 free with an adult. That's the Crocodile Productions' Gun and Knife Show this Saturday and Sunday at the Bloomington Armory. Details at CrocodileProductionsInc.com. That's CrocodileProductionsInc.com. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devils covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres. And that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten of possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devils Lake as often as we can. Devils Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com. And thanks.
7: Hey, it's Jim Erickson, and join me for the all-request lunch hour this upcoming Wednesday and every other. Wednesday at the Buffalo American Legion, post number 270, noon to one. Request a song, have lunch, have fun. The Bob FM all-request lunch hour live at the Buffalo Legion this Wednesday.
3: Ice fishing season is almost here. The 2022 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo is coming to the National Sports Center in Blaine, November 18th through the 20th, featuring the latest gear like augers, tackle, rods, reels, sleds, trailers, electronics, and more. Stick around for great pro seminars and learn tips and tricks that will help you catch more fish. This winter, There's fun for kids and adults, so bring the whole family. Don't miss the 2022 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo, November 18th through the 20th at the National Sports Center in Blaine.
8: Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station ad paid for by sentinel group attention parents of premature babies if your child was born prematurely and was later diagnosed with severe intestinal injuries or necrotizing enterocolitis also known as nec you may be entitled to significant compensation several studies have shown a link between cow's milk-based formula and serious intestinal injuries if your baby was fed a cow's milk-based formula such as similac Enfamil, gerber or even store branded cow's milk based formula and suffered from severe intestinal injuries call us today nec is a severe intestinal illness that often requires surgery and can be fatal 50% of the time. If your child was fed a cow's milk-based formula and later suffered serious intestinal injuries, or NEC, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Our attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there is a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us at 800-724-5654. That's 800-724-5654. Again, 800-724-5654.
6: Broadcasting live from the Barnhouse Exteriors Studios. Go to BarnhouseExteriors.com. Have storm damage? Need a new roof? Go to BarnhouseExteriors.com for a free, no-obligation consultation. Total Country and
0: All right, we're back for Outdoorsman, Strewman, Sam, Mark, Brandon Backstrom, the fourth outdoorsman behind the glass. Hey, Brandon, do we have anybody to talk to just yet? Give me one second. All right. Uh, we're trying to reach Adam Griffith, our buddy Adam Griffith. He's uh, one of the best-known crappie guys in the metro, par- metro area for sure. And uh, he he's wins lots of tournaments, he and his buddies. They do a television or a podcast called, uh, did it for the last couple of years, called Crappie Chronicles. And he's supposed to be on a 620, but I don't know where he is. He's probably fishing. I don't blame him. He's such a beautiful day.
1: Looks like Brandon's uh, trying him, so we'll see. You know what was weird, how we caught crappies? Up north, we were using walleye jigs, and they were down like 35 feet of water, using big big walleye jigs and a night crawler, killing yeah. the crappies right off the ground. Steve's on the phone now. Do you, hey, you want to introduce him?
0: Do you want to introduce him? Go ahead. Who, well, should, inter-
2: should, who should introduce him?
0: Uh, you can introduce him. Yeah. Steve
2: Rennerberg, my man. How you doing?
0: Good. How about you guys? We feel like, I'll tell you what, I feel like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers calling an audible, and, and it worked real well. It's uh, no.
1: <laughs> a good thing we know so many people. You're just like, hey, we can't get a hold of Adam. First call, you're like, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Kudos to, to uh, Strew for having that backup, and he... Called fast,
0: got Steve, and Steve's got some fun stuff. Because we all know should. we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. we we don't know we don't know what we're talking about. I'll tell you what, which is cool about this? See, God works in funny funny ways, and maybe this is right. And Adam, something happened to Adam. Maybe he's got something going on. More power to him. He's a great great guy. If he doesn't go on tonight, we'll have him on some other time. But Steve Rundberg is uh, of course with Arrowhead Outdoors. He and Chris own Arrowhead Outdoors, the best bait tackle hunting camp store in the entire state of Minnesota. Congratulations on that, of course. But by coincidence, Steve Renderberg texted me about 25 minutes ago. He's fishing on a lake just between Ely and Babbitt. And what did you see? You didn't catch any, You didn't even get a line wet. What happened? This is a great story.
9: No, no, I see. I got a hot tip here, a hot bite going on up here. I came down here to do a little pre-fishing for you, and uh sit down here graphing a little bit, and I just kind of looked up, and I saw some smoke, and I thought, ah, what the heck is that, So. Put it over to the west end of the lake here, and sure enough, there's a little wildfire going on here. It's probably about three, four acres here. When I found it, and uh, I called it in. Uh, Morris guys just showed up probably about a half hour ago, and I've been shuttling those guys down to the fire here, and uh, they're they're working on it right now as we speak.
0: Isn't that amazing? Breaking that, news! Wow. Breaking news! Yeah, yeah. You might you might be in the Ely newspaper next next week, whatever whatever it is.
9: I'm sure I will. I'll send in some pictures here. I know I've been sending you quite a few. You Feel free to share those on your website there. We will. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send those in. I'm sure they'll be in the paper here next week.
2: Steve, you're definitely helping your own case by going back-to-back uh, tackle shop of the years for next year because this will be a little article for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not yeah, only are they good tackle, community service. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there a chance – now, this is – there's nothing but woods around that area. Am I correct yeah. in saying that? Okay, so uh, – Yes. There, There is a chance if you did not happen to be up there trying to fish at this particular time, this could have spread. It could have possibly turned into something fairly serious.
9: Yes. Yeah, we got the winds blowing the right way. The wind's actually coming out of the east right now, and this fire is on the west side of the lake. So it would have blown it west, and it would have gone towards the state park. And between here, I'll just say Highway 21 and the state park there, Bearhead Lake State Park, there's really nothing far as uh, roads access you know or cabins so that sucker could have burned all night and nobody would have known about it till probably tomorrow morning isn't so. that amazing
2: and on top of that it's such a dry time right now uh you know we're, is, we've been yeah. in a drought we haven't had much rain and so it, it, that thing would have probably gone forever
0: you know steve renterberg of course arrowhead outdoors up in ely minnesota what's what also is interesting about this it's only been two maybe three years because time flies that you guys had really that massive fire up there, which was just a little bit east and south, I think, for the most part of Ely, and you were a big part of that as well. So you know what could happen.
7: Mhm.
9: Yep. Yep. That was the Greenwood fire that happened uh, last summer. I'm sure, you guys all heard about it on the national news. Yeah. yeah. I think it burned around 2,000 acres or so south of town. But uh, you know, it it was good though. It was good for the wildlife. I guess people are seeing moose down there quite a bit right now. And, I guess they've been seeing a lot of grouse in there, so oh, wildlife yeah. is right back in where that fire happened.
1: Hey, Steve, Mark here. So you said you're shuttling uh, fire rescue-type folks. Just curious, what it, what, it, what can they actually do when three or four acres are on fire? Are they shoveling, clearing? What what are those guys doing right now?
9: Uh, so right now they're setting up pumps here in the lake here. They're going to oh. suck water right out of the lake, and they got an the inch-and-a-half line that they're going to run wow. into the woods and spray what they can. And then if it's too far away from the lake, you got backpacks with some water in there, water bladders, and uh, they'll carry those into the woods a little ways, and they'll just spray them out as they go.
0: Wow! Boy, it's it's really so, it's it's fortunate that this is right by water because how close is the nearest road to access to this this fire area?
9: Uh, I would say it's probably about a mile here. Really? If we don't have any roads really that close to that that area is burning right now, so.
0: Well, you know what pisses so, me off is that you're 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 pre-fishing for me because I'm going to be up there on Wednesday and Thursday f- with Bob Creatchi and a friend of mine named Mark Burkhammer, and and you're pre-fishing trying to find us a place to go catch some crappies and some walleyes. This yeah. fire's this fire's not doing me any good at all, you know. <laughs>
9: Yeah, I know. What's really painful here is as I'm talking to you guys, I'm watching fish on the side image here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
9: this is killing me, guys. Can uh, you I mean, troll? line here, and I'm watching them on the graph. Attaboy.
1: Steve, can you troll while you're shuttling, guys? You know, are they like, why, why are you going two miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah. Yeah, you... I'd like to pitch to them. I can see them on my side image, but look, I'd really like to pitch to these wallets right now. You can, you, you can see three of the okay. firefighters
0: in their yellow jackets trolling with Steve, yeah. he's got the old tiller back there, and they're getting ready to, yeah. He's only funny.
2: taking the guys that have a fishing license yeah. so he can have them with a yeah, I'm funny. sure they all do up there. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, these, these fires remind me of a question. Do you think if the smoke is around long enough, It'll change the taste of corn in cornfields.
0: <laughs> we asked that. This is a three-year-old question. We and Frank, we know the answer to that no, question. No, it is true. I think it does. Yeah, we asked. We asked. We asked that question before. <laughs> hey, Steve. Now you mentioned that you think this was a man-made fire. Somebody screwed up.
9: Yep. Yep. It is right there's a campsite right up there, kind of right in the middle of that fire there. So, and I talked to a friend who was here earlier today. He said somebody was camping there. there. And uh, they, they're obviously gone now, but, uh, yeah, it's like somebody didn't quite put out their fire good enough there, and it got out of the ring there.
0: Is this one of the, the – I'll take it, Sam, for a second. Is this one of the, the campsites that someone needs a permit to use so you could find out who had that campsite?
9: No, no, this is not in the Boundary Waters here. Yeah. So this is one of the lakes that's just outside of the Boundary Waters. And, you know, you can come here anytime without a permit and just use it. So yeah, cool. I, I doubt they'll ever figure out who did it though
2: okay It's a good lesson though for all of us you know when we're going camping especially up in the boundary waters or near it or anywhere for that matter is make sure mm-hmm. you know we are putting the fires out and Steve, do you have a you know you're a guide up there do you have a tip on what's the best way to put a campfire out besides peeing on it
0: Yeah
9: <laughs> <laughs> The best way is just to dump water on it a couple of times and then just kind of stir it up real good dump some more water on it. And then, if you can put your hand down in there and not, you know, really burn your hands or anything, feeling heat, then you know it's out. So that's
0: that's the best
9: way to do it there.
0: A good friend of mine, Bob Byerly, I like to i I do a lot of stupid things. There's there's no there's no, no. yeah there's no um, secret there. But and uh, I like to make people laugh sometimes. Well, um, about five years ago, and Sam Mark will remember this probably because Sam was not part of the show at the time. But five years ago at our cabin in Chetek, Wisconsin. Uh, I was trying to clean our little fire pit on the patio. Just get ready and put new, you know, new, uh, you know, wood in there and paper, and I'll get ready for the next fire. And I took all this stuff out and threw it in the wheelbarrow. And I'm going to bring it to a big. While I go outside, the wheelbarrow was melted, you know, and uh, oh, wow. and uh, so I made a I made a funny joke about it, you know, and uh, I, it was something like and I said, my wife says, don't do it yet. It's still hot. Don't do this. Don't do that. Blah blah blah. And I took a picture of my <laughs> head through the through the open hole in the wheelbarrow. And uh, it was funny, got a lot of response, but Bob Byerly who was a fire chief in Monte Meadeye for many, many years. Good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, and he gave me some sass, boy. He, I mean, he literally, he gave me some sass. You think it's funny? Uh, maybe it wasn't funny. So, Bob, I apologize. I've been really good since then, really good since then. Well, tell us how the crappies are biting. The other guys are catching fish.
9: Yeah, from what I'm hearing here, I guess they did pretty good out here today. So I guess they're, they're still pretty shallow here. Uh, scattered a little bit, but uh, there's I guess a few guys were saying that when we were in that cold snap uh, they were they were grouped together. they were pretty good, and people were doing pretty good on the crappie.
0: So, all right. When we get up there on we're going to fish on Thursday. Bob and, and Mark and I are going to be up in uh, Ely, Minnesota on Wednesday evening, and uh, play a couple games of pool, have a beer, maybe meet you Wednesday evening as well. When we get up there to fish on Thursday, Mark just got done fishing yesterday right marks and in northern minnesota by leech lake and some small lake up there yep tell steve about your your presentation and see if steve agrees to it
1: yeah well we found they were really deep so we're we're catching fish in 35 feet of water really yep they were they were in groups they weren't in massive clouds they weren't suspended they were right on the ground so uh we we'd drive around we'd see them on the graph and we'd just pitch regular you know jigs eighth ounce jigs big ones and 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 night crawlers and we were catching all the fish we could When's mm-hmm. the last? Yeah. When's the last
0: time oh, you yeah. fished with? A, when's the last time you fished with a nightcrawler, Steve? Did you do that often? Uh, boy,
9: not too often, yeah. actually. You know, I throw a lot of artificials, uh, particularly for crappies. I lo- I love the artificials, uh, and then even for walleyes too. I'm kind of really getting into the artificial game. But uh, in the fall, man, it's tough to beat a nice fat minnow there dangling in the front of their face. They 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 just love those things. So.
0: All right, so um, so when we get up here on Thursday, if we're just using plastics, and you say they're shallower, def- define shallower right now as compared to Mark being thirty thirty five feet.
9: Uh, so on the lake I'm on right now, where I'm marking fish, is it's actually about twelve feet of water right now. Right, right. So That's crazy. yeah, yeah. And so, if but this lake, this lake doesn't get that deep. I think the deepest is maybe eighteen feet. Yeah. So it's not a terribly deep lake, but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, if, if you can find some green weed, you'll find fish too. So.
0: And, and we're going to be using plastic. With bris no, we, Springer, You said bring all the crappie jigs you got and some walleye jigs. Or or buy
1: some. them there. You he, cheapo.
0: No, no, Steve. I've got two of them. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I got them, I got them at. Arrowhead Outdoors. Make
1: sure that Steve changes his lure because he goes about four straight years with the same jig yeah, on.
0: Yeah, but it works now. It works. <laughs> so we're going to be using jigs and, uh, and minnows, or are we just going to be using plastic for the most part? How are you going to start?
9: Uh, we're going to probably throw some plastics here. Look for the active fish right away. Uh, see if we can pick off a few active fish right away, and then uh, we'll go from there. You might not have to throw minnows at all here. They're They're pretty aggressive here, so. That's my kind of play. how I like to target fish this
0: and time of year. The uh, the lake that you're on right now, are there some decent walleyes in there as well?
9: Yep, yep. I've, I've been marking them on my graph here. I, I can see there's nice ones in this lake
0: here. So Well, that might happen. Able,
9: yeah, we should be able to get a few of those too. So
0: Well, I've been on a lot of water up in Ely, Minnesota, but I know the lake you're on right now, and it's one of Will Goble's favorite lakes, and I've never been on it, so I'm looking forward to that. So more than likely, that might be the lake that we're going to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we will.
9: We'll have fun up
0: here. Yeah, I'll tell you. Before we got a couple of minutes, and we'll let you go. Obviously, and thanks for for filling in so quickly. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to tell the story about I think it was the outhouse, wasn't it? Yeah, no, the outhouse or the uh, this fire thing from a couple of years back. And you took us through the, the We went fishing for little trout, river trout fishing about three years ago, and all the way down into Grand Marais, whatever it was. And we went through all the burned out woods, thousands of acres, whatever it was. And there was one little trailer or a motorhome or something that was not burned or an outhouse. What, tell us that yeah. story. Remember that story?
9: Yes, yes. That was actually somebody's little camper uh, they had. It, it was just kind of dumped in the woods. This was in the Greenwood fire here. Yeah. And uh, so this this was playing out. Uh, this is when, you know, if you saw on the news when they when they dropped the alarm and they told everybody to get out of there, you know, the fire's getting out of control, getting too dangerous to be around. Uh, there was one crew. We, we, if you don't know much about wildland fires, so they stationed crews at all the houses and the structures they want to save. And so this one crew, their job was to watch this uh, little RV camper sitting there in the middle of the woods. And when they got the alarm that it was coming, they just turned on and sprayed this one camper down with some foam. It's a special kind of mixture that we use for the fire department, and it's fire resistant. And they just drenched that camper and left it. And that fire went rolling right through there. And when they came back in the next day, that camper was perfectly fine. The and everything was there. There was no damage to it whatsoever. Everything around it was scorched black.
0: You know, I tell you, I remember seeing that, and I thought this is like it's like uh, Armageddon or something. It's just like so strange because it shouldn't be there. That is yep. amazing. I wonder what <laughs> yeah. wonder, wonder, wonder that stuff would have cost because more people should have that uh, in the wooded areas like that because you just never know. That's a great, great story. Hey, Steve, buddy, uh, thanks for filling in. Go take care of Chris. Hopefully, you caught a couple of fish anyway. And we'll talk to you <laughs> Wednesday. We'll be heading up there late afternoon, early evening Wednesday. We'll give you a call. We'll get together and plan something for Thursday. Let's have a good time. And, and the weather's supposed to be nice.
9: Yep, yes, we got lucky here. They were talking snow and being 35 degrees up here, but now they're saying 50s and it's like clouds. Right. So we All should right. catch
0: fish. All right, buddy, you take care of yourself. See how to Chris. Right, yeah. Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota. Thank yeah. you very much, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. All right, we'll see you then there, guys. Isn't that something to be fishing and be the the person who Thank sees goodness. a, to seize a potential forest fire? Your it,
1: trip could have been ruined. <laughs> it really could have been. You never know how.
0: Well, there's a lot of water up in Ely. That's, it, could, it could have been someplace else. Who knows But Hey, we'll be right back with Tanner Cheerney. Our old buddy Tanner, Tanner man. Tanner, Tanner. is Tanner. He's A Devil's Lake, uh, North Dakota advocate, but I think he's been doing some hunting we're going to talk about.
6: Saying thank you to our first responders and the service men and women of Minnesota. That's something we can all get behind. It's why Bob FM and our homegrown artists have teamed up to create this year's Minnesota Country Salute CD. When you buy a Minnesota Country Salute CD this year, you'll know the net proceeds go to the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Wheels of Honor, two organizations that ensure those who serve us are not forgotten. Say thank you when you pick up your Minnesota Country Salute CD starting this Veterans Day.
0: You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why to think that 30 years ago devils covered about 85,000 acres today that same body of water is over 160,000 acres and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place but it's the no slot limit on walleyes with 5 a day and 10 a possession that's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devils Lake as often as we can Devils Lake North Dakota rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country visit DevilsLakeND.com and thanks
7: Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter from Port fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by clam outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days along with a wide array of accessories clam pro tackle frost ice line rods reels and combos and so much more whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler clam has what you need for ice fishing check out the full line of ice fishing gear at clamoutdoors.com
1: Mark here for Everest Men's Health. You know what? Maybe you're sick of the kind of traditional healthcare system, a lot of video conference calls, a lot of uh, tele-meetings, which are terrible, but I went to Everest Men's Health and they have personalized healthcare just for men. I just got another composition done. I'm losing weight. I'm gaining more muscle and I feel better than I have in a long time. Go to Everest Men's Health Get a body composition test and testosterone check for only $50. Tell them the four outdoorsmen sent you. That's EverestMensHealth.com.
3: Dezeal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. Ah! For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and A.C. and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new, efficient equipment that comes with a free, industry-leading warranty. Dezeal Heating and A.C., serving Wright County and the West Metro. For details, call our comfort consultants or go to DezealHVac.com. <laughs> Ice fishing season is almost here. The 2022 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo is coming to the National Sports Center in Blaine, November 18th through the 20th, featuring the latest gear like augers, tackle, rods, reels, sleds, trailers, electronics, and more. Stick around for great pro seminars and learn tips and tricks that will help you catch more fish this winter. There's fun for kids and adults, so bring the whole family. Don't miss the 2022 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo, November 18th through the 20th at the National Sports Center in Blaine
0: you know the best time of the year in minnesota is right now just walking the woods near ely makes my day whether i bring home a couple of grouse or not and i stop by arrowhead outdoors on the east end of town where chris and steve tell me and everybody else where hundreds and hundreds of public trails are the grouse numbers are way up and arrowhead outdoors has everything you need for a memorable bird hunt you got fall fishing grouse hunts ely minnesota that's arrowhead outdoors bait tackle and hunting camp
7: Get ahead of the game and get your ATV trailer into Crystal Welding for repairs before hunting season. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove services all trailers. Crystal Welding is also your local Hiniker dealer, carrying Hiniker snow plows and winter accessories. Get your repairs scheduled now and be prepared for the season before it starts. Stop in a schedule or go to crystalwelding.com for more information.
0: All right, we don't have Tanner, right? No, nope. he didn't hey. pick up, so we're good. Well, I'm, I'm done with audibles, pal. It's your turn. No, hey, we're, not, <laughs> we're, <supposed laughs> we're to. We're going to have to do a quarterback well, no, sneak. no, 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 but this will still be fun because we can BS about this because we've never done it. But Tanner Tierney is a, a friend of ours from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And he, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, he went pronghorn antelope hunting in North Dakota. And I didn't even know that they had pronghorn antelope in North Dakota. I'm not sure what section of North Dakota he hunted in, but one of the sections west, I believe, of the Missouri River, uh, it was the first time they opened up since 2009. And I don't know how many permits they took out and all that kind of stuff. And then this weekend, he's on his way back from uh, uh, Idaho, Mule deer hunting. I mean, this kid's got the world by the backside, you know, when he keeps on doing this stuff, and he was going to share some stories. He also told me he might have issues as far as reception yep. on his way back, but we might get him the last five That's the five problem with minutes.
1: calling people that actually go out and do stuff. Is <laughs> they're coming back. Uh, you know, we can't always get a hold of them. Anyway, I, I just want to give a shout-out to Larry with Real Talk Outdoors. I saw him on Minnesota Bound last week, and what? it totally coughed me out. Guard. Larry, I over
0: there?
10: I'm here, guys. I saw him. that
1: was a great that was a great episode and you know i i work for minnesota bound i see all Mm -hmm. the hosts all the time and uh i guess i should pay more attention because that caught me off guard when i saw you on there i'm like hey
10: i know that guy yeah yeah mark it was i i told that to shirk two years ago yeah and they were supposed to well 2020 they were supposed to come into my house yeah for that and of course that didn't happen so you guys got to see uh Uh, Hanson Meyer decoy party number 41
1: and the cool thing too is I knew some people actually the reason I found out about it was some of the hockey parents were talking about it and and being on the show you happen to know the McNulty's who are good friends of ours Mm -hmm. Um, Mason is on Nick's hockey team and we've known them for years so it was it was great to see the show so you've been having this party for 40 one straight years? Did you yeah, say? And it's 42 years now. Wow, 42 years. Yeah. And it started with uh, painting decoys yep. in a garage. Can you give a, a little sure. brief backstory?
10: In '76, I should say, I, I bought my first uh, decoys in '76 from Herders in Glenwood. Let's just start there, okay? But I'm the guy with the john boat, the motor, and the decoys. So now we get to 1980, and my best friend Dave Meyer and his brother and a, uh, Kevin and a buddy named Glenn Ringo they would borrow my stuff so I said hey guys I n- we need to paint the decoys yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So, anyway. and fill
1: the holes too right yeah yeah
10: yeah <laughs> anyway so uh, we did that and then the next year Kevin said why don't we cook some wild game and then from there now we go to the third year Kevin said let's invite people and that's where it took off and there have been people that have been coming for yeah, for thirty-seven
0: years. My or eight guess years. is a couple of many years back there was a few beers involved as well.
10: Yeah, and there still are. <laughs> 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 so, so,
2: Larry, how many people show
10: up? And normally, it doesn't show it in in the. There were sixty-nine people there. Wow. And that's that's normally anywhere between sixty-three and and seventy people normally come. And what the fun part is, guys, is so you saw Jenna. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jenna. Jenna would come when she's like four years old. Yep. Okay. So now she comes with her kids. And, and so we've seen this th- full circle of our kids have kids, and they bring their kids. So, and every, and the, you have to have one piece of camo clothing on not blazing. <laughs> that's been a rule since day one. That's a great, that's well, a great so tradition.
1: You have to get Mason out hunting. Is he duck hunted yet?
10: I have no idea if, yeah. he, ha- if he has I don't think so. I just not. think they so. come
1: for the food and beer. Yeah. No one McNulty's. So, Larry, but, do you do all the cooking
2: then? Yeah.
10: I normally have, well, Jenna's dad helps me. He's the only one I'll let cook <laughs> with me. Okay. So, so that's a long story too. But um, uh, I normally have two Weber, Weber's going and a gas grill. Wow. So that, that's, that's the main thing. But I've cooked ibex and orcs. Wow. Okay. And um, there's normally elk there. And uh, we've had caribou, but there's always lots of venison. There's very little duck. Okay? <laughs> 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 so, uh, but everything under the sun. And, and fresh grouse, Jenna's brother, yep. uh, normally has that if it, you know, that time of year. That's it's always awesome. on the third Thursday of September. So
0: this is all about decoys for the most part. That's how this whole thing started that's a long, how, long time that's ago. That's how it started. Does everybody anybody does everybody have to have some kind of artistic value to be able to come to your get together?
10: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> we we invite people and, and um, we like if you have a spouse bring her, okay. If you have a girlfriend, bring her. If you have kids, bring them. Bring the whole family.
0: I thought you said awesome. if you have a spouse, bring her as a Jesus. Oh, yeah. uh, not, not quite yet, pal, but, uh, but yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark.
1: Well, Larry, that that was an awesome story. If anyone listening wants to watch that, they can go to MinnesotaBound, mnbound.com. Um, that episode just released and is available to watch on YouTube. Right now, I just watched it. It's great. So check it out. And, Larry, that's a cool tradition. Keep it going, man.
10: Yeah, thank
0: you, guys. You know, I'll tell you it. what. If you guys, after our show in about five, ten minutes or so, you can real talk outdoors with Mark and Larry and, and, uh, and uh, Tom Newstrom. Yeah, Tommy Tommy, here. Tommy, Tommy, And he's in the he's building. In the, really? Yeah. I'm not sure if I've ever met Tom Newstrom.
2: <laughs> well, he's over there. He's a legend. <laughs> it's a full house.
0: I see the hand. I see the hand. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, Larry, Larry and and Tom you're going to have to cover the rest of the show because you're not doing your I mean um, Mark and Larry are going to have to do the rest of your show cuz you're not doing your research right now. You know, yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, you know they, right. yeah. they're going to they're going to have to cover your butt the entire show. Yeah, they they can handle it. Don't mind yeah.
3: Stewy, he's probably still high on painkillers. How are <laughs> yeah. you doing over there by the way? I'm
0: doing okay. That's uh we're talking about a knee replacement deal. You know what it's a uh, uh, it happens all the time. And and, and I'm a wuss, and women, are, I think, are much stronger than men. And when it comes to all this kind of, I firmly believe it. Especially my wife; she's had dental impl- dental implants and back surgeries and Achilles issues and all kinds of crap. And she just—they have to keep raising kids, doing their job, and we we just go on with our lives. Now here I am with a, a leg that's all crippled up, and I, I think I'm going to be dead in about the next three days. You know, and it's—I uh, am not sure exactly where I'm supposed to be right now, and. Uh, but it's you're getting better. Yeah, it takes they'd say literally it takes 4 to 6 weeks before you can even feel the strength coming back and all of that. So I think I'm okay and uh, I just have to be careful. And
2: uh, and I feel like that's a great segue into your uh, buddy's text. Oh here, yeah, sir. we're
0: talking about hang on a second. I got to find it here. We well, got to talk for a second now. Yeah, everybody. Well, I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. Well, a good friend we talk about we all have issues obviously. And uh, I'm I'm as selfish as the world can be. That's the truth. I, I'm thinking about Strewman. And that's, oh, come on uh, no, I'm. That's about it. And I, I got a friend of mine I play softball with, Danny, and, and uh, uh, his, his, he sends this to a bunch of the softball buddies this morning. He said, I've got an emergency request for prayers. My 5-year-old grandson was admitted to Children's Hospital this morning with RSV, and that's a serious respiratory infection. Lars was born with cerebral palsy, and so it makes it a little more serious. You think? And during all these tests this morning, they also discovered that he's having liver and kidney issues unrelated oh, to the RSV. Please, gosh. prayer. And you think, my Lord. You know, we, we all have issues. This kid's five years old and, and did nothing wrong, and mm-hmm. he hasn't had a chance. Give him a chance. And so we've got to keep bitch, quit bitching about the little things because they're all little things. And prayers for Lars. and uh, Good luck, Lars. We man, pray, we pray for, for Danny and Lars and the entire family because uh, every day truly is a gift. I mean that. but.
1: Uh,
2: it is. And yeah. it, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, you're right, it's true. And, you know, we got to keep that little guy in their prayers. You know, it's God can do anything, He can work a miracle. And,
0: well, you can pray for my knee as well if you want. Yeah,
2: well, I have been. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, that's it's, that's horrible to hear. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah.
1: So, you have any
2: more shout outs on there? Do you see anything more? Well, I'm going to give
1: a shout out to our buddy Rob Driesline,
5: yeah, who, yeah, who yeah, just
8: yeah. started
1: a new. Outdoors show on WCCO at six o'clock. I know you're all tuned in to the Homegrown show, but I'm sure you can um, listen to that show later. But uh, yeah, I called him and said thank you for not trying to compete with us, and he said he's a, he's a good warm up for us. So congrats <laughs> to Rob. I listened to it a little bit. Uh, during commercials here, uh, listening to the homegrown show. But congratulations, Rob. You
0: bet, Rob. He's a good friend of ours. Great I'll tell guy. you what, let's get back to Tanner Tierney and uh, in his quest the last couple of weeks. I mentioned that he went uh, pronghorn hunting two weeks ago in North Dakota. And just this weekend, he's mule deer hunting in Idaho. And he's on his way home. And he said he might be in a dry spot. And that's probably where he is. Have either of you guys ever mule deer hunted?
2: I shot at a mule deer in New Mexico. And it was a 60... Oh, I'll, I can remember it like it was this morning. It was a 66-yard shot with a bow and arrow. and wow. I And I made a heck of a shot. And all of a sudden, I heard... ding, And, and there, I hit? It, about a three-inch sapling tree right in front of the vitals. And the guide was like, you could see my illuminated knock on my arrow like making this hump yeah. right to it. And he yeah. said, you smoked it. And I hit that doing, stupid tree... It was not a double doink. It was a single <laughs> doink. And um, it was. I, I thought we shot this deer and we got up and you could see and I hit this tree. So I was on an elk hunt.
0: Now you were on a, my, on a guided trip. Yeah,
2: I was on an elk hunt, but my guide had a, a mule deer tag. And they, and since he was a guide, he could have sold that to me. So if I would have shot that, obviously. but um, Was it bow season or you yeah, just no, decided to use a bow? Well, New Mexico, we put in for a, dr- a draw, or a lottery, and you select three seasons. We selected two gun seasons and the f- opener archery, which is the hardest to get. You have like a 3% chance to get. Well, of course, we got picked for the archery, the 3% chance. And so it was archery season for elk and mule deer.
0: Isn't, isn't uh, New Mexico the elk capital of the world? I mean, people, people wait years to go elk hunting in New Mexico.
2: Yeah, I would say the two bigger ones are elk, or elk are New Mexico and Arizona. Okay. Arizona takes a lot more preference points, which means you have to apply a lot more um, than New Mexico. But they're both a lot bigger, mature bulls in like Colorado and North.
0: If you never shot uh, a, a, an elk or a mule deer with a bull before, and this was your first shot sure. ever at one of those animals, yeah. mm-hmm. Were you concerned about the 65-yard distance? That seems like a long ways.
2: Well, I, I trained at probably every day that summer before we went, and it was a September hunt, and I was training at 100 and 110 yards. Wow. With, with a the, bow? With a bow. What? And because keep in mind, if I shoot at 100, you know, normally white tail, it's 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards. It's like a song. Um but if you tr- the, the, this guy told me that you're gonna sh- you're gonna have an opportunity a sixty yard shot, and so he says if you can double the yardage of your what you think you're gonna make that shot at, it makes that shot so much easier because fifty yards seems like oh my gosh that's like a mile away. You go out to hundred, it's really far away, but then you go back to fifty, it's like oh my gosh I can almost stab the target. I'm so close. It
0: sounds like one of the seminars I went to when I was started my real estate career. How much money you want to make? You want to make hundred grand? No, you want to make your goal should be two hundred grand, right? Because that's a lot easier, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you double, you double <laughs> your yardage
2: because you'll get more confident at the the what you you're, you think you're going to shoot at. So I was very confident with that. So I barely I, feel
9: comfortable
1: shooting a gun at a hundred yards. Yeah, I, I don't could not either. imagine a bow. I yeah. was
2: hitting a pop can cons, consist, consistently at a hundred yards.
1: You must have to really judge wind too. Though. Oh,
2: everything um you're a good shot i'm not that the of a shot. the the difference is, is you get that crosswind and stuff um that's why you have to have a well-balanced bow so when you come into your full you know when you're at your uh anchor point with your you know your hand you got to make sure you're consistent your bow is not moving but yeah a lot there's a lot a lot at
1: play at a far shop. You know a lot. You should own an archery. Well,
2: shop. You know, yeah. A, a friend of any- mine.
0: A friend of mine owns Capra's Outdoors, looking for an archery technician, and you should you should apply for that job.
2: Yeah, if I could get that number, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Because I heard they're really in need. Of hey, a-
0: mention that one more time. Then I'll do a couple of these. Uh, very yeah. So reports. if
2: anyone has any experience archery tech, I'm looking for an archery tech slash manager to help grow that department. We have Matthews. We're gonna go. We have Raven Ten Point. We're gonna get Hoyt and. Uh, all the other. So reach out to the Four Outdoorsmen's Facebook page, and either myself or Mark will get it.
0: Well, let's share a few stories.
2: This week in Barron County. i
0: tell you what, every week I try to read something from Barron County newspaper. I'll tell you the police reports. Caller says she's continuing to have problems with her neighbor. He's on her property and waving a string in front of her motion detectors on her house and setting him off all day long. <laughs> <laughs> with a string? Yeah, with what a string. The string. Why didn't they just use his hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the police said they spoke with both parties, and they are contesting over an eight to ten inch piece of land. And that is a quote. That's eight to the, ten inches. He's pissed the, off oh about oh ten inches gosh. of land. There's a Prague cross. Or there's some kind of an encroachment. Oh that's a tough day. Caller says she was bitten by a bat yesterday and went to the ER. The bat was in her washing machine, and it's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> She's now a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, caller's upset that a male subject and his cousin think they can go wherever they want and come on her property like they own it. She advised that the man, uh, she advised that they are in Eau Claire now and thinks they are going to come back to burn some tires. I have no idea what that means. Caller says a woman is going crazy, trying to start the house on fire and waving weapons around. When asked for the questions, the caller got mad and stated, just get the cops coming and hung up the phone. <laughs> couple more here we got here, uh. Uh hey, we got a report in Barron County, Wisconsin Barron, Wisconsin. A bear in Turtle Lake. Uh went in, went inside a car wash, but nobody can find it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh here's I got a call from the the authorities got a call from a thirteen year old boy who ripped off his toenail. I don't know how that happens. That's all he said. Someone ripped off my toenail. Don't understand that. Oh my gosh. Uh a caller at Turtle Lake Casino Dispatch requests an officer regarding threats made toward the Democrats. <laughs> 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 hey, I wasn't done. Come on, man, I wasn't done here. Having too much fun in the four outdoors, I tell you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, Tanner for not being there. Thanks for uh, Adam for not being <laughs> here. Uh, thanks for Steve Renneberg for uh, stepping up. And thanks for, for Larry Hansen covering up. Boy, we had a hell of a show. That was awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Take care of yourself. My buddy, Mark, hey, he's got something to say. Get outside and make
1: some memories.